1: This time, we read Marked by PC Cast and Kirsten Cast. I'm Chris, and this is Paris.
0: Ugh, kill me.
1: <laughs> it's late on a Wednesday. You just finished this. It's fresh in your mind, if anything. Um, we had to do this because uh I felt the need to discuss this thing immediately with you.
0: Yeah, as did I. I mean I I actually Physically through the book across the living room I saw when it. I was. I saw it happen. Yeah, when I was finished with it, it just. I mean, I've read some books that I thought were difficult to get through. That you know, I really had to mentally psych myself up for, like books for college and things like that. I but
1: punch the microphone there. <laughs> <okay,
0: though. laughs> yeah, i th- so see, mad yeah, about this. Yeah. I had to hit, take my anger out yeah. on something. It's you know, it's gonna come out. So we figured you know better to discuss it now and you know temper our, our rage. Um, but yeah, this was definitely a book where. I had to go to a special place in my mind just to get through it.
1: Um, I might have been lightly toasted at all times of reading this book.
0: Yeah, um, actually today, uh, Chris and I split an awful drink, and I'm drinking a terrible drink now just to get through this.
1: I I usually don't drink, but this book drove me back to the bottle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Chris... Or the can
1: in this case. Maybe
0: you don't understand, Chris... (laughs) When Chris says he doesn't drink, like... He's not even a social drinker chris just doesn't has wet i haven't blanket. seen him
1: giant wet play no
0: no no that there's nothing wrong with that. I just <laughs> haven't seen you drink in about five years, and today, because of this book, he drank
1: it 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 I just had to get my nerves in the right place
0: yeah man um,
1: you know we're still finding our sort of our our voice here, let's say with terrible book club. we had one episode uh last week actually we kind of went through this one pretty quickly, but uh the Overton Window was a was a piece of cake in comparison to this. I would recommend. Yeah, I mean, I, I, feel, yeah, the I, mean I
0: feel like with the Overton Window, I was going into it with such low expectations um, that I felt okay about it afterward. I actually, you know, it actually made me think because throughout it, you know, he was leaving these little, or rather, not leaving, but using these nuggets of truth, and I actually had to think like, oh, I wonder when that happened. Oh, this is actually a thing that happened. You know, you learned something. This book, I think it actually took knowledge away from me.
1: I am definitely dumber. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> a stupider person overall.
0: I, I, I was don't already know. pretty dumb. No, no, no. It was just it was an experience. I mean, we knew we were in for some fucking bullshit. This is my fault. I, is... I I kind
1: of pushed for this one a little bit. Um, we went through a series of very uh, sort of Twilight influenced novels. Let's say.
0: Yeah, and we tried to choose. There's a lot of them.
1: There's so many of them. Like,
0: all of these books are just, I'm a special lady. This boy likes me. Yeah, like, that's kind of the whole. We
1: haven't seen, read many of the others. Maybe we will eventually. But let's just kind of get right into the background of this book. Once again, purchased for about a penny on Amazon. Got here a lot quicker than the Overton window. True,
0: yeah, this was purchased for a penny. Went right into it.
1: This is by a duo of, of author. a
0: duo from hell.
1: Uh, well, maybe Tulsa. You know, Tulsa. Close could enough. Be, could right? be hell.
0: Right, Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, hell, I, epicenter
0: it, of hell. Sure,
1: somewhere around there, maybe. But um, yeah, uh, it's uh, PC Cast and Kirsten Cast.
0: They are a mother. And fucking daughter. All right, That's, guys? I don't,
1: you shouldn't be incredulous right off the gate just because they're mother and daughter. I but.
0: am. I've never seen a book written by a parent and a child before. Uh, well, she's like...
1: The, the daughter is not a child now. She's not like 12. She's She, she was, seems to be an adult woman and should be ashamed of herself as a result. Uh, yeah, I
0: should, I should both of, they, both of them rather. Um.
1: But yeah, they uh, it's a mother-daughter writing team. Um, I can't imagine writing a novel like this... That's what I mean. I mean,
0: that's why I was kind of incredulous when I found out it was a d- duo. Not that uh, there's a
1: ton of vulgarity in this or anything,
0: but there's some.
1: There's a, maybe a little. will get, we'll get There's to a couple that. of uh, scenes that uh, would be kind of questionable. To although, apparently, the uh, PC, the mother, writes it all up front, and then Kirsten gets to edit it or something. I think she's yeah. like the rewrite.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think what her what the mother said was like, "Oh, she makes sure it sounds effectively teenageish, ha ha ha." And I was like, Ugh, "It's all her fault."
1: Yeah. So we got this pair of authors, and of course, they have a website for this. Oh man, okay, and, okay, hang oh, on. No, <laughs> no.
0: Fine, okay, go ahead. So
1: there's a, a lot of these books to kind of have websites for them, and there's which we thing, didn't know. This yeah, is the thing. Another thing we didn't know is that there's such a thing. As book trailers,
0: yeah. All right. Oh, actually, let me let me clear this up. So, this book, whether I mean obviously, is targeted towards. tweens i'm guessing like something kids like, that are preteens. Yeah. i i think probably
1: also some teenage people I, yeah i can't imagine later teens but no. based on the sort of the style of writing let's yeah, say maybe
0: like 11 to 15 or something that's my guess um and yeah like chris was saying they have these web these like really crazy websites with pictures of the characters like actors that they paid okay all, and- all right <laughs> okay oh, <no>. so
1: when <laughs> Apparently, they took the time to hire some models yeah. or actors or some something. these poor people because <laughs> they, they have like their headshots or stock photos or something in which oh, this is kind of a key part of the plot here, but they have poorly MS <laughs> painted or Photoshopped oh, on. Man. Tattooed marks That they're vampiric Marks of some kind Dude in I talk Alright The book is called Marks So you see yeah. vampires Are marked in some fashion Apparently they get Really dumb fucking Face tattoos
0: Yeah that's what the it is The dumbest
1: face oh, tattoos I've ever seen I, I don't know If they were like CGI'd in on the on in the videos because they're there on the trailers. no 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 holy they're shit they're clearly Paris. drawn on
0: with marker you can see how shiny they are oh, really the trailer. okay
1: well you know my eyes aren't so they're great, not even
0: hennaed on or anything they
1: do yeah. look kind of like the worst henna tattoos i've ever seen in my life i th- this is the worst
0: you guys need to check this shit out like I, i'm not even right now just
1: google the house of night go series. to I'm the sure website you will find the this, the 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 cast pictures alone
0: yeah. Oh, there's also an electronic yearbook of the characters. Yes. There's also spells and rituals. Of course. So that you, too, can of course. do some spells, I guess. Yeah. I. Uh, the, but
1: the book trailers, though. There wasn't yeah. a trailer for this book specifically, but this series goes on for, I believe, 11 books. It's Jesus finished now. Jesus fucking Christ. It is 11 bu- books, and they've wrapped it up very recently. I think last year, in fact. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was written in like 2007 or I, you know what? I don't care. What yeah, year. it was 2007. They, they crank them out fairly quickly after there was like a break. Yeah, it was like a point. book
0: every six months for a couple of years. Yeah, the the anyway. book
1: trailers, though. Oh, man. The worst makeup uh, and like just, uh, again, I don't know if they're models because they don't really have any dialogue or anything. They just kind of pose. They and all look moody. They
0: all look like trailers for shitty porn. Like, that's the weird thing. Is that you're like, oh, is this going to be porn I, in a second? And I, then it's I not. I do not even consider
1: it, like, porn porn. Like, maybe some softcore. Like, soft core, porn. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, sorry. Like, red soft shoe porn. diary yeah. shit yes, or something. Yes, exactly. If, like, David Duchovny had just, sidled yeah.
0: in. I was just going to say, David Duchovny is <laughs> going to be Eric Knight.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Eric Knight. Um, uh, with I that read? name. With that name. Yeah. Let's jump right in here. <laughs> I'm just going to read the let's back. Let's start by reading yeah. the back of the book. All right, so... This is the draw-in for you so that when you're picking it up here.
0: Enter the dark, magical world of the House of Night. A world very much like our own. Except here, vampires have always existed. Sixteen-year-old Zoe Redbird has just been marked as a fledgling vampire and joins the House of Night, a school where she will train to become an adult vampire. That is, if she makes it through the change. And not all of those who are marked do. It sucks to begin a new life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I can't keep it together there. Just
1: get through it. Especially away
0: from her friends, and on top of that, Zoe is no average fledgling. She has been chosen as special by the vampire goddess Nyx. Zoe discovers she has amazing powers, but along with her powers come bloodlust and an unfortunate ability to imprint her human ex-boyfriend. To add to her stress, she is not the only fledgling at the House of Night with special powers. When she discovers that the leader of the Dark Daughters, the school's most elite group, is misusing her goddess-given gifts. Zoe must look deep within herself for the courage to embrace her destiny with a little help from her new vampire friends. Does
1: that draw you in? you think you want to read? I don't think I would. Jesus picked.
0: Christ. I, I I mean, we're voluntarily
1: subjecting ourselves to this and I think we kind of picked this up based on sort of review strength alone, let's say, because... PC Cast is apparently second tier to Stephanie Meyer here in terms of this vampire lit popularity. Yeah, contest. she's
0: like it, the princess. I
1: see her frequently compared in, in like all the other books that are in this category. You will always see Stephanie Meyer and PC Cast. If you like those two, check this other thing out. That's yeah. you know, it's it's angels instead of vampires this time. But all right, let's get right into it. The book, how does the book start? Zoe Redbird, or actually that's her what she chooses later on. We'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, I
0: forgot what her
1: actual is. right at the start of the book, she is marked. By a tracker. Okay, so, I don't know what how this works or what it is.
0: Um, so basically they give a they give a short, shallow explanation. Really, for, I missed that for vampirism and and the marking. So I guess I'm trying to figure out a like concise way to you explain get bitten
1: this. or anything.
0: No, no, no. Okay, so basically it's, it's just a some gen- dude
1: shows up and goes, "Pow, you're a vampire."
0: Well, no, no, no. Here's the thing. It's it's a genetic thing. Um, so the change, the change is when.
1: You mean menopause?
0: You... <laughs> yeah. Vampire menopause happens. Um, So, it, it's like, it's sort of...
1: You stop bleeding, right?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> Let's skip over <laughs> no, that. I'm actually, sorry. Um, no, actually. I'm sorry. Wow, that fell flat. All right. Yes. Um, So, the change, i.e. Sorry. i.e.? Yes. I don't know. Yes, i.e. I'm not a when... No, i.e. and EG are used in different senses. Anyway, i.e., when... A human becomes a vampire fledgling, you see. It's sort of like a pre-vampire. So the change comes on usually around the time of puberty. um, And it's set off by that almost. And like these trackers can somehow sense it.
1: But it doesn't happen until the tracker finds you or something.
0: Well, it seems. Yeah, it's. Yeah, again, very shallow. They didn't really flesh this out.
1: So are you saying like the tracker can like smell vampire puberty or something? Yeah, exactly.
0: That's kind of what they they make it (laughs) seem like. Um, And it's something that you're born with innately. Like you can't catch it or anything. Um, Some people are you know vampires or whatever some aren't but not everyone survives as the back of the book so eloquently just explains. missed to you. the whole
1: genetic part i i was yeah. carrying through the whole book assuming that this dude just showed up at the end of zoe's school day apparently only she could see him or something so he's some kind of invisible no
0: her friend saw him too oh, or her really? friend knew about it
1: her friend kayla which who is not really a central character? Yeah, no. She's just sort of the setup because obviously uh, it's the end of school day for Zoe. She gets zapped by a tracker, yep. and all of a sudden she has a crescent moon outline on her forehead.
0: Yeah, you remember those shitty which, tattoos we were talking about?
1: Yeah, it's a blue outline of a crescent moon, and it's which apparently is, you know, huge. Basically, like, the worst face tattoo you can get right out no, the gate. No,
0: there are worse ones. Um, I don't
1: know. These ones seem pretty bad if the yeah, uh, fo- bad. photography work on the Jesus. website was of any indication.
0: Um, so, yeah, anyway, she gets marked. And, like, in the, in this version of reality, uh, people are aware of vampirism. Vampires. This confused
1: me kind of yeah. a lot.
0: Yeah, me too. It was weird. So people are aware of vampires. They know they exist. Um, but. Like they're afraid of them, but they also just let them do their own vampire thing.
1: Vampires have their own sort of, I guess, special buildings. Or because I don't know where the adult vampires go after school. The whole hook of this book is that Zoe has to go to the House of Night after she gets changed. Or yeah, like she or, or she's die. just going to die. So. But they P- don't particularly like bought out like particular areas that vampires have to, or at least the fledglings have to hang out in. Yeah. I don't know if the all the adult vampires also hang out in these no, houses. No, it says
0: I mean it says that um Nefert lives at the uh the well, temple well, of the Yeah, this.
1: she's like a teacher at that school. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I no, I think they they say that once you're in is basically an adult.
1: Twilight Harry Potter if you haven't caught Yeah, one
0: yet. It, that's essentially. Oh, and throw in um Native American spirituality, and Wicca, a little and bit of
1: Avatar the Last Airbender. A
0: bunch of other shit in there. <laughs> Just
1: a little bit of yeah, that. Yeah,
0: it's getting pretty it's getting pretty ridiculous. But back to the um, Houses
1: of Night, those are apparently the Vampire Hogwarts, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and and so all right, so at the beginning of the book, you know, she instantly goes to the change and she's coughing and and in a lot of pain and she's like fuck i gotta get to this place but first i gotta go see grandma so she goes see grandma well
1: first of all kayla her her friend uh is very upset by this although not really that much i have to say yeah
0: She's, no she was just kind of like oh man that's weird i all suppose
1: right. if vampires are a thing in the society it's like to be expected a little bit
0: yeah i don't see why it would be that surprising. Uh, she has
1: an encounter with her ex-boyfriend
0: yeah boyfriend who she broke up with in the he's recent some kind asked.
1: of or you know god tier alcoholic despite being 17 or
0: not even actually yeah
1: it doesn't seem like he's able to hold much of his liquor or anything but but yeah he sort of notices the mark and there's some his friends in his truck of course because he's a football player and he's because oklahoma and oklahoma and the south and football in america and all this (laughs) a little bit of a southern tinged uh yeah setting here oh that's right
0: so so i'm gonna just get right into this so this whole book is set in tulsa um and the main character is suspiciously identical to one of the authors. Um, seeing as the authors both live in Tulsa. Uh and the uh what's her name? Kristen, the Kristen. younger one. It's Kristen. Kristen, Kristen. The young whatever. The uh, the younger one, the daughter. Um she is <laughs> also Usually the daughter
1: is younger than the mother.
0: <laughs> yes. She's dark of skin, lives in Tulsa, dark of hair, um, appears as though she could have some native american heritage
1: but yeah a uh, um, major theme in this novel is my cherokee heritage yeah
0: man we're gonna get into that in a second so basically there's there's a lot of similarities here and i think this whole book Zo- is just g- trying to glorify the daughter and be like my daughter is, Zoe so is most
1: definitely a mary sue character Sorry. Do, do you, oh, okay, Mary Sue character. It's a kind of a term coined in fan fiction circles. Maybe you haven't been involved. I don't read a fan Mary fiction. Mary Sue man. character is basically a self insert. Just I have yeah, put myself exactly. into this novel as someone else. No, but it's re- it's totally someone else. But it's totally. I'm going to agree with you here that this seems because Zoe is supposed to be special in every way. Yeah, essentially, she
0: went to Broken Arrow High School, which is the same high school Kristen Cast went to. Kristen Cast was in the like drama program there. So is Zoe. Like it's yeah it. She she put herself in the damn book. and
1: Or her mom put her, her, her mom in the book. Or her mom or both of them. Or <laughs> I don't know. something like that happened. Yeah. Let's get back to the plot at right. hand here. Grandma,
0: so can, grandma, a yeah. Cherokee heritage. Well, um, first,
1: uh, before we, she talks to grandma, she Zoe has to go home from school, obviously. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, any kid in America has to go home and explain to her, her parents what's going on once she has been marked by right. a tracker for vampire puberty. <laughs> yeah. uh, which her parents do not like. Um Parents, totally unlikable characters, obviously, very shallowly. Uh the the dad is a stepdad and he is the step assist dad. No, so he's the
0: step loser, Chris. I
1: I know, but he Yeah, she refers
0: to him as step loser. Uh, um, there's a lot of references to people being called losers in this book. Yeah, so this book was written intentionally so, from the perspective of a caddy sort of almost airheady 16 year old
1: i you know i don't know how much they want us to sympathize with zoe but i don't as much as yeah. her parents are definitely not supposed to be sympathetic because her dad is like a evangelical christian or stepdad, preacher yeah. or some uh, of some kind they call them people of faith in this book yeah, they won't even the say faith. christianity or anything like that but come yeah. on bro we know what you're talking about here
0: yeah remember the emergency prayer phone tree uh no yeah, when she tells oh, them. Oh, that's right.
1: Yes, I, I remember. When, now. Yeah, so she because goes home and she's as she, like, yeah,
0: "Mom, Dad, Mom, step, step, loser, I'm a fucking vampire." They're like, "Oh no!" And Dad basically goes, "Prayer phone tree activate." Well, her dad, and, does,
1: you know, stepdad, doesn't like her because she's the bad girl in the house. Yeah, because even
0: though, I'm even not though, really. like.
1: Her her older sister is like always referred to as like the bimbo cheerleader type. But we even never though, see her. I don't even know what her name is. Even though Zoe is not far from that personality type herself. No, not at all. I don't see what's so different about her and her sister because they're both. Zoe is a hot garbage bag of <laughs> teenage girl cliches. Yeah. She's it... unlikable. She's she's the most unsympathetic character I've ever read ever. I, I don't like her at all.
0: And we've read, both of us have read the entirety of A Song of Ice and Fire. So that gives you some perspective on unlikable characters. Well, yeah, but Um,
1: Zoe is just, she spends a lot of the book being worried about Being judged or ostracized or labeled as a freak or a loser, which are two words that pop up a whole lot in this book. Along with some others. Yeah, like slut and hoe. (laughs) These are all very frequent words that happen in this book. But she's so worried about being judged and ostracized, yet at every turn, she is judging someone else.
0: Yep. Constantly.
1: She is so she gets on other characters about being bullies, but in her head, all the time, she's judging other people for their clothing. Her stepdad, she judges for his fashion choices immediately. Yep. Yep. She ju- she when she's putting on makeup in a later scene, she's talking about how she's putting on her raccoon eye makeup, but not like those goth losers that cake it on.
0: Oh, by the way, goths don't bathe, right? That was a That's thing?
1: another thing that gets brought but, up. Yeah, to, I, don't,
0: I don't understand that. What?
1: They, they, apparently, I guess in Oklahoma, maybe the goths don't bathe or something.
0: <laughs> I just, I thought or that was a really mixed, weird. Or maybe there's like a
1: mix of goth and grunge stereotypes yeah. down there. Did
0: she confuse crusty kids with goths? I, I don't know. Maybe, um, you, you can, I can't imagine a
1: middle-aged woman is super in touch with high school cliche. Right, like,
0: which is why this is so ridiculous. this is another
1: thing I don't like about books like this, I guess, is that it's so quick to immediately dive headfirst into the high school group cliche roster there's the yeah. goss and the jocks and the nerds and and the these types yeah. And like i
0: don't know man maybe tulsa's like that like i don't know i mean my high school wasn't like that but this is not tulsa i
1: suppose there must be some high schools like that but the fact that they dive so yeah. headlong and the characters don't seem to make any effort to break out of these stereotypes no and any, even
0: at vampire fucking high it's all the same shit
1: drama kids and goss yeah. it's it, it, it for if teen lit is supposed to be worried about teenage issues, it, I would think that a thing that, that's a part of that is being labeled all the time or right. stereotyped. But it's so quick all the time to to
0: just stay in there. To lump people out.
1: into groups that we've already come up with, that right. boring, tired tropes of high school. Again, I'm going to list the groups again. Yeah. Jocks, goths, nerds, what have you.
0: It makes no sense.
1: Yeah. Oh, also, how
0: does she keep a 1966 VW running?
1: Oh, yeah. She has, like, a vintage VW bug that's her car, which is abandoned, like, very quickly. It's just when she's still in her human form, when she's, uh, like, driving around after getting chewed out by her stepdad. One interesting thing I want to point out about this is that she she writes a list of her thoughts of what her stepdad takes as bad behavior, like, sneaking out once or twice. Oh, yeah. But included on this list is finding Ashton Kutcher attractive is apparently a no-go in Step Loser's house.
0: That's weird. Young
1: lady, you will not find Ashton Kutcher attractive under my roof. Do you understand me? No. Do you understand me, young lady? I will not stand for this.
0: Uh, Well, see, Dad, you don't have to worry about that. Kelso is not a good influence. Now I love love Vampire Vin Diesel. Oh, that's
1: that's right. we'll Jesus. get to that this okay oh, let's keep trooping on ahead here we're sorry. getting caught up in so much minutiae here so anyway <laughs> stepdad throws her out not important or, or like tries to start a prayer tree but she just leaves because she's trying to visit grandma
0: yeah so she um. it seems like in her life she's always felt a special connection to her grandmother who is Cherokee Um, and this whole Cherokee thing comes into play with the vampires yeah I, I know I know bear, bear with me here uh so she goes to visit her grandmother cuz her grandmother's always been like, you know, her wise woman and her favorite relative whatever, always taking care of her. Um has some weird out of body experience and meets the all goddess
1: the the vampire goddess mother. You see Who is
0: also Cherokee? No, no. Or something? Basically
1: <laughs> she she like took some ayahuasca or something on her way up there. Yeah, I don't
0: know. She <coughs> she like fell and hit her head and had an out-of-body uh, out, out experience um, where she communes with basically the All-Spirit, the Great Mother. Um, turns out the Great Mother...
1: Who's totally beautiful, by the way, of
0: course. Well, yeah, is also the vampire goddess. Like, somehow Native American spirituality has been fused with this vampire... Deity scheme, like it's all one thing. Native
1: Americans have been in literature like this have been kind of used because in Twilight, if you remember, the werewolf we watched the movies at least because we had to watch them with riff tracks at least. I'm not watching those without some commentary track or anything. Yeah, no, they were awful. But the werewolves in Twilight are a Native American.
0: Right, right, right. So
1: it's almost like this. I guess these kinds of books have a thing about Native Americans and their mysticism. No,
0: Chris, let me just explain this. Fucking white people. That's why. Because (laughs) constantly people. Whether, you know, whether it's Asia, people from the Far East or Asia or people that are Native American, they're never human. They're always something else. And particularly in this ki- these kinds of books, they're painted as like, oh, they're not human, but it's like a cool not human. No, you're still objectifying them. You're still casting them in this bizarrely inaccurate light where, oh, all Native American people are magical and spiritual and ancient and like out of sync with space and time. No, they're out fucking, of sync. They're fucking human beings just like us. And... I just can't stand that this is still a thing. In fact, there's even a line like Cherokees are barbaric or like, you know, her grandmother always has cool old stuff. And it's just it's just that same trope, man. And I'm so tired of of
1: like other exactly without actually going too deeply into them and just sort of the shallow veneer of what the again, it's a stereotype of of what Native American people are like. I'm.
0: Right. And, and, and the, you know, they think, oh, it's fine because, they, you know, we're painting them as cool and like mystical. No, it's not OK. Stop fucking doing it, white people. Stop. Stop it.
1: Uh, stop. Side note, we are the whitest people. I, the I know. I I'm telling people.
0: <laughs> I'm telling people to stop. I don't care. It's terrible. Uh,
1: yeah. But- Sorry.
0: I, I just had to go on. And then they also do the same thing with like Amazons where they yeah, Amazon's make up a bunch of shit later. that aren't true about. The- anyway, it's it's a fucking dumb. Um,
1: no culture is really treated that well. In, no, I don't think. Any, well, nothing's given a very deep treatment at all in this no. novel. Uh, it, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't think of anything that was given a deep treatment at all. Nope. So anyway, where Grandma Redbird, which is her, I don't know if that's her Native American name or her real name or something.
0: Uh, her first name is Sylvia. Sylvia. Yeah, so Grandma Redbird. Sylvia.
1: Sylvia Redbird yep. picks up uh, Zoe, and is, of course, the actually supportive parental figure in her life, I suppose. You don't get
0: me wrong. Yeah, she's like the cool... She's one of the cool characters in the book. Like, she's actually all right. But... Sorry, I just had to go on a rant about that for a second.
1: No, no, it's fine. Anyway. Yeah, the grandma herself is fine and dandy. But yeah, she's, yeah. you know, mystical and spiritual into a fetishized degree, I would say. But uh, let's continue here again.
0: Um, I wrote... <laughs> So, in my notes on page 17, I wrote, okay, it's officially unbearable. Page 17, guys, this shit was 306 pages long. Page 17, it was already unbearable.
1: I basically started to, multiple times throughout reading this, I had to put the book down and collect myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Many,
1: many, many, many times. Um, and, like, take a good 10 seconds of just going, what? And then jumping back in. So, I can understand that. So, Grandma, anyway. Picks her up, takes care of her enough, actually brings her to the House of Night. Right. So I suppose the, the location of these places is well enough known where your grandma can just pick you up and be like, oh, yeah, no, I know about the market thing. She better come over here yeah. and get taken care of. And this is where we finally, this is like 80 pages into the book already. No, where,
0: no, we're only 50 pages in.
1: Or so, oh, okay, well, even less. But so she finally gets to the House of Night <clears> so, <throat> where um, she is introduced to one of the teachers, Neferet.
0: Who is the high priestess. So she's like the head of this house, of this sect of vampires in Tulsa. Is she
1: She's like the headmaster of the whole school? Yep,
0: the high priestess.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Um, And so, also, alright, I just want to touch on something here. So, there's this emphasis at the beginning of the book ha- on how Zoe really needs to get to the house of night. You know, she's coughing, she's in tons of pain, she passes out on her grandmother's farm, and she's she's dying because she's not at the house of night. So... I'm thinking we're gonna get to the House of Night. It's gonna be this fucking magical gateway shit. Like they're gonna give us some backstory on how it's some, I don't know, ancient vampire burial ground or something. No, it's uh, just this school that they bought from some other school that used to be a church. Literally nothing special about that area at all. They never explain. There's a lot of stuff stuff that isn't
1: explained at all. Because again, here's another problem I have with this book. (laughs) It's a setup book. Yeah, eighty. It's a setup. setup book for a series. That I'm, I'm assuming they might get into this later. Maybe the author was planning on, like, you know, having a tease for this because there's a couple of plot points that are basically unresolved later on. There's some ghosts that pop up, essentially, because zombies 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 or ghosts or something, because yeah. two because you can still die from the change that's happening to you, despite being at the house. Yeah, of one, So
0: one in 10. So 10 percent, I think.
1: Yeah, we'll just of the straight kids up – the, the body becomes weak or something if you're an especially doughy kid or something. No,
0: it's just because it's a. Bi- it's explained as a biological thing and it's it's but, almost like but, a pathogen yeah, but that's in your genetic – well, not a pathogen. If you remember,
1: the, the vampire course uh, sort of schedule is heavily set with gymnastic or athletic stuff to, oh, and in they, order to keep the uh,
0: – And they try to feed them well, but then we'll get to the fact that – it's not good food, but I don't understand that anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah so it it's a part. Well, let's get back to the whole setup book yeah, thing yeah, actually, sorry. because this book it's just setting up a series, and it's supposed to it leaves so much unresolved, and it doesn't explain anything. Yeah, so
0: you buy the next book.
1: So you buy the next book, but there's, the con- there's not even really much of a conflict in this book. I, I I don't think it's spoiling anything to say that the major conflict major conflict comes between Zoe and this girl we're going to meet in a brief moment. Yeah, in a very strange moment. It's basically just the conflict between her and this other character who's the head of a sorority, essentially, some kind of vampire sorority. And that's it. That's the major conflict is Zoe and this other... Uh, oh, and then the,
0: and then the, the zombies, and then the vampire zombies. That's, that's not even a conflict, it.
1: though. It's like they pop up and they run away. It, the conflict is between Zoe and this this character's Aphrodite, actually, yeah. because you get to choose your own vampire name once you come to the House of Night, you see. Yeah, isn't that fun? Which is why we have Neferet and Aphrodite and Eric
0: Knight. <laughs> that's the only way I can think about saying that name. It's so funny.
1: So, yeah, uh, it, it's a setup book, and it leaves nothing explained, which I don't think makes this a good book. No. Because the conflict is, again, shallow high school drama stuff.
0: Yeah, it's like Gilmore Girls, but vampires and worse somehow. It did, I mean, I hate Gilmore it's Girls. It's basically Zoe
1: figures out ways to get Caddy at Aphrodite. And yeah. she like gets one up on her a couple of times, and that's the book. Yeah. That, that's, the whole, that's the whole central conflict to this, this book is just Zoe and Aphrodite. Zoe doesn't like Aphrodite because Aphrodite is a bully, even though, again, Zoe is very judgmental of yep. pretty much everybody around her. There's one character, um, Elliot, who is one of these fledglings who dies later on, in fact, and becomes yeah. one of these zombies that she sees. But she immediately judges him for being oh, yeah. just kind of chubby. Not having, like, not having a really good time or a smile on a oh, face. Oh, and like, having
0: nappy hair.
1: Having nappy hair. She judges like, him
0: for having nappy hair. I'm just going to put like, that out
1: there. There's a very just world thing going on in this book where obviously if you're not working hard enough and you're not presenting, presenting yourself in a good way that that's not rewarded. To the, fact, to the point where in this book that if you're chubby and a loser, uh, you die from not keeping up with the change or something. Yeah. And Elliot is this totally, you know, supposed to be unsympathetic character, but I can sympathize with him probably the most because, bitch, I just got changed to a vampire. I'm like 15. I don't know how to handle this shit.
0: Yeah. And everyone hates me because I'm chubby and my I have nappy red hair like – I don't know. You know, you
1: got to pick on the gingers, right? That's what you I do. Guess. Even though pretty much everyone in this book is either redheaded or blonde, I think there's one brunette, which isn't even spelled right.
0: Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! Can we get? Oh man! All right, hang on. Before we, there's so many tangents. This is going to go on forever. We're trying to maintain some um, linearity
1: here, but it's a lot. All right, we
0: got to fly through this. So yeah. the next, the next major thing that happens. Um, so she gets the House of Night, meets Neferet, who's the high priestess who runs the whole school. She's like, oh, you know, your mark is okay. So. The mark on her forehead, the outline of the crescent moon, when she passed out and met the great mother, it was filled in. It got filled in. Which is so rare
1: like, for a fledgling. Right. Only adult vampire. Only
0: fully changed vampire. Something we haven't
1: mentioned yet, by the way. Vampire V A M P Y R E Always the Y. Because Always the Y. Because fantasy novel. Yeah. Continue.
0: Um <laughs> continuing the fantasy novel tradition. So after that, uh she introduces her to actually no that's right um so after after she meets with Nefert, she's like all right you feeling better like they give her some stitches or whatever Nefert heals her with her magical healing powers um she's like all right i gotta take care of some shit you want to just go down this hallway take a right and then another right and meet me at these big doors and
1: so and she's like we yeah come to
0: we come to <laughs> harry potter and the chamber of blowjobs uh, you yes. heard that correctly
1: zoe comes upon uh, two people a, a male vampire which it turns out to be Eric Knight.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And Aphrodite, who is the major, uh, I suppose, villainess of this story, yeah. um, she's trying to give him a little. Uh,
0: a bloody blowjob.
1: Yeah, actually, yep. it is a little bit bloody because yeah. she's incorporating, right, she like so, cuts his jeans or something. Yeah, so. Like, Why don't so, you paint the picture for us here?
0: So basically, what happens is Zoe is trying to follow Nefret's directions and is like, all right, I'm gonna go down this hallway. And she makes note that no one's really around. She's like, Kind Of empty, but I'm not scared, it seems cool. Going down the hallway, um, and then off, and as she's walking, she mentions that there are another, there are a number of hallways branching off of this main one. Eventually, she gets to one where she can hear voices, and so she's sort of like, you know, Spider Man's up against the wall and it's like, Shit, I don't want them to see me because it sounded like it was an intimate exchange. Um, and she starts spying on what's going on, and there's a man up against the wall, there's a blonde woman on her knees talking about. How he wants it and she slices open his jeans with her super sharp nails cuts open his thigh and I don't remember if she successfully or unsuccessfully drinks his blood um, a little bit but she's trying to give him a blowjob and he's not having it he's like no I no, I don't want this like please leave me alone. <clears throat> This scene
1: is like a major sort of focus point for the rest of the novel. Yeah, it gets brought up several times. It gets brought up several times. Uh, the blow like the blowjob in the book is brought up many times. Yeah,
0: only one, only one at all. This happens. book
1: is not afraid to use the words when you saw me sucking his dick earlier. Also, there's tons point.
0: of slut shaming which which this book yeah. okay.
1: I I was waiting, but this is the perfect moment. This book is rife. With slut shaming and general misogyny almost, despite the fact that most of the characters are female. None of the characters are even likable females, I would say. Well, a few of them are, but we'll get to those later. But this blowjob is such a focal point of the whole thing. Interestingly enough, it turns it's only Aphrodite that is labeled as the nasty hoe or the slutty girl like these hoes used a whole lot in this book. This this book is written like a middle-aged woman trying to sound like a teenager and doing so very unsuccessfully. Yeah. Extremely unsuccessfully. Um, but it's always Aphrodite that is painted as the nasty one. And Eric is, of course, the, the – oh, he was refusing it at this point, but yeah. assumedly he'd gotten a few b- before yeah. from Aphrodite or something. But Zoe never has a problem with this, even though Zoe has a huge problem with oral sex, apparently.
0: Um, And the, making out. If you even think about making out, you're slut.
1: Later on in the book, uh, her friend Kayla tries to pick – like, you know, she's – goes to the House of Night with Heath, it turns out, to try and find Zoe. We didn't even
0: tell them who Heath was. Heath is her human ex-boyfriend. Yeah, that, that we mentioned him yeah.
1: earlier as the alcoholic or whatever. Yeah. But they go to find Zoe later on in the book, and <laughs> Zoe figures out that perhaps they have had some intimate exchange, and is immediately just cuts Kayla off. She's a slut, yep. nasty hoe. She's discussing this later with her friends in the book and just immediately calls her a slut, just yep. straight up a slut all the time for... Having made out with her ex-boyfriend, who she doesn't even like anymore. She's constantly referring to him as my ex-boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend. But the second that Kayla may have made out with him, even after they were broken up, Kayla's the slut. And she starts calling he's her boyfriend again. Yeah, I mean, almost this, boyfriend. this
0: happens over like three paragraphs. Like one paragraph, ex-boyfriend, couple paragraphs later, boyfriend. It's like... I Who want to return
1: to the oral sex part here yeah, because yeah, there's go a back whole paragraph the, the dedicated to how Zoe finds this disgusting, which, uh, you know, it's not for you, I suppose. But the, Zoe's opinion on it uh, apparently is that no girl with a brain in her head would let herself be used like that.
0: Yeah, because you would never willingly put a dick in your mouth.
1: I suppose not. Or it's disgusting uh, if you do, I suppose. <laughs> Although getting your dick put in someone else's mouth is fine, because there's never any issue with a male having their dick sucked,
0: yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, I um, don't understand. Like, there's basically this book is just the uh, PC cast lecturing young girls on not having any sort of sexual contact. Which
1: this book All is right. Twilight as if it was written by as a, by lecture, a scold.
0: Yeah, a lecturing like parent. your
1: mom is scolding you.
0: Yeah. Like, I get it. You know, It's it probably comes from a well-intentioned place. You know, you don't want diseases spreading. You don't want kids getting into shit they can't emotionally handle. But it comes off as totally ridiculous. It's 100% it sex
1: negative yeah, at it's, all it's times. Yeah, it's super, yeah. At all times. Yeah, it is. Even though Zoe has had multiple boyfriends or whatever, but she doesn't consider herself a slut at yeah, all. Yeah, and I
0: think it's interesting that at some point... Not that I
1: would either, no, but... No, no, no.
0: I, but I think it's weird that, yeah, she has this double standard for herself and for others where there are points where she even, she's like think she's like oh i don't want to even think about making out because that would make me a slut but then she references herself making out with her ex-boyfriend um and then eric knight you know eventually so Spoiler
1: alert, eric knight becomes the romantic interest later Chris, on she didn't so say the- it right eric knight becomes <laughs> thank you the love interest later on so there's sort of a love triangle between I guess love square. I
0: was gonna say, Chris, it's a square. Love, love love rhombus.
1: Love rhombus.
0: A love square. Love rhombus. Yeah, that's good.
1: That is occurring between (laughs) her and Heath, and I guess Kayla too, right? So a love pentagram. Pentagon, which is a you know pentagrams pentagrams, pentagrams are a thing in this book. A love pentagon. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Pentagon. Whatever.
0: The Pentagon of love.
1: Yeah. All right. But Um. she's only considering herself slutty when she tries to make out with Eric Knight in front of her dorm. When it's late at night or, so, or early in the morning, I suppose, because by the way, vampire classes happen at night, of course. Even though vampires don't burst into flame or anything in the sunlight, they just get real squinty, which is actually how I get in the sunlight. Cause I have, hey, you're
0: a vampire! Congratulations, I have a terrible vision Chris. problem,
1: and yeah. it causes me to basically squint a whole lot in the daylight more than anything. So I suppose that this is a school full of people with my condition. I guess I'm a vampire.
0: Chris, you're a vampire. That's great.
1: I don't have a dumb face tattoo, though, so... <gasps> well, we can fix that. No, 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 I'm fine. I have my dumb tattoo already. I, I, it's on my wrist, but...
0: So, um, so, in, so, this book is super sex negative, like Chris was saying. Um, also really insulting to minority groups, like gay people.
1: There's a token um, gay friend that she meets later.
0: Yeah, so if you're a gay man uh gays, quote, don't count. Um, and they're also, quote, not men. Yeah, don't so... count as a guy. You don't count as a
1: guy because you're gay. Yeah. Even
0: I though, mean, the, even
1: though the, the the gay character does kind of slap it down.
0: He does. But the fact but this,
1: that... But stuff like this is yeah. littered throughout the book. Zoe's worried that she sounds like a guy when she thinks about, I forget what it's like sports for like half a second or something. Yeah. Like if she's not thinking about clothing when she's leaving her house, like she's like, Oh, what should I need to bring? Cue a paragraph of her describing like my nice pink cami or it was th-
0: blue, but anyway, Oh
1: whatever. Okay. And it's immediately clothing and Kayla is obsessed with sales and shopping. And they, they talk about going shopping together and she misses yeah. going shopping with Kayla and this stuff. That's just tired. Yeah tired and retread yeah. and shallow and it, i've there must be more to teenage girls than this i'm sure there's teenage girls out there that have a lot more to them than this
0: one would hope man
1: although you know what do i know i, I didn't grow up a teenage girl
0: i mean i obviously was a teenage girl at one point but this <laughs> oh, was not my world i didn't. I never knew <laughs> this was not my world um
1: Oh, yeah, you were reading Nietzsche at 14.
0: I was. Why do you, Why is that a problem for you? It's not you? a problem.
1: It's just how you, you say you understood it. And I believe you. I believe you. But I tried to read Nietzsche around 15 myself because I, f- I like to read books around then. Yeah. And I tried to read The Will to Power, and I didn't grasp it, I have to say. I mean,
0: hey, you know, I got Nietzsche. Didn't get Aleister Crowley, though, at all. But so, Crowley, uh, but you Crowley, weren't thinking sorry. about
1: shopping and hot boys, which is no, by, really by the way, another major theme in this book is how hot boys are.
0: Hot boys, cute guys. Yeah. And,
1: which and Eric Knight is so <laughs> he is the cutest boy ever. You see, uh,
0: despite the fact that I
1: saw him getting a blowjob in the hallway or something yeah. or an almost blowjob because we never even really see the blowjob. It gets mentioned a whole lot yeah. though.
0: Oh hey, I'm sorry. Back to the back to the minority crushing. Um so probably one of the worst lines is um, she meets some of the other uh, fledglings at the school. And she's, again, back to her judgy self. She's judging people as she meets them. Not like a normal person who is just meets someone and doesn't think about it. She's analyzing these two girls. Um, one is black. And she goes...
1: "It It actually is... Side note here while you do this, this is kind of part of it though. It's funny because it, when they start to describe this, the black character Shawnee, it's first her cappuccino skin, then later on it's the African princess set, and finally, uh, like half a page later, it's like the black girl. Like, I have to spell it out no, for you. No,
0: it's a different black girl. Really? Yeah. No, it's not Shawnee.
1: I thought there was only. Shawnee seems to be the only black character. No,
0: it was somebody else because. Um... I'm sorry. I I didn't write down the name, but it was someone else. Oh, okay. Because she looks at her and she goes. I am the racist. She's like, no, 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 you're not. I mean, the way, it's totally patronizing and fucking ridiculous. But um, anyway, she meets these two girls. One of them is black and she's looking at her hair and she goes, well, must be a good weave. Yeah. Just like, like, what the fuck? Like, really? There's a lot of
1: parenthetical asides that Zoe makes that every time she makes them, I hate her that much more because it's cat. She's never really directly catty. To anybody besides Aphrodite, but her thought process is a constant judgment of everybody else, again, of losers around her and freaks. She calls people freaks and losers, is very free with the words retard and midget. Yeah. There's no sort of aside about that. And I could almost forgive this if later on she realized that she is the exact same person she doesn't like in Aphrodite. Yeah, right. But if, that never happens. If there
0: was some self-realization, if there was growth in her character.
1: There's no growth in her Right. Character.
0: Like, all if all of this was displayed only to be torn down, great. I would have no problem with that. But it's displayed as normal, as acceptable. Um, you're supposed to sympathize with the main character who believes all of these things. It's It's setting girls up who read this. To fail in the real world, and that's the thing that bothers me the most. No most
1: relationship day. in this book is very deep or meaningful no. or even very we- like the- people like fall in love by looking at each other. I guess some of the friendships that, you know, it's only been it's like a couple of days or something in this book, yeah. so you can't develop them that hard or anything. But, like, Zoe's enamored with Eric Knight immediately, and yep. he is, of course, all for her for some reason. Yeah, no Just I by don't. looking at her. It's another problem with these books where relationships are just instant gratification. It's right. all about the initial phase, which, of course, is feel, feels very good usually, but it glosses over the fact that actual relationships, if you want them to work, it takes work and sacrifice and yep. trying to get to know this person who's a puzzle box of unique features and traits, it it, it, no, it helps no one who's trying to learn how to navigate even a high school situation right. or a social situation like
0: that. Yeah, it's not helping them develop any emotional maturity it at all. It does
1: no favors at all because no, no one really takes the time to... Investigate anyone else's character or anything. Nope. Let's say, in fact, we're right at the point where she meets her uh, some other characters, her main group of friends. Let's say first oh, she, yeah. gets, she gets escorted to her room and her roommate, uh, Stevie Ray Johnson
0: who Chris and I both thought of as I ima- Stevie Ray Vaughan yeah,
1: Steve, I imagined the whole novel it was much more fun to me to imagine this uh, apparently very tiny blonde girl with an oaky twang her oaky twang is mentioned so much and she says y'all literally every other sentence yeah. if possible I tried to imagine her as blues legend Stevie Ray Vaughan
0: <laughs> yeah I thought that as well like hey um, y'all
1: what's you up to Zoe she's my pride and joy <laughs> with
0: his cowboy hat and cowboy pajamas it was much yeah. it was
1: much more enjoyable if i pretended yeah. that uh stevie ray Vaughan was a vampire quick aside while we're at it <laughs> celebrities are also vampires in this world because they're
0: always super attractive and really good at the arts yeah so they're whether- very,
1: very highly featured in the arts uh so uh, there's a list of actually some vampire celebrities. that I wrote them up. down. Uh, Vin Diesel might be one. I'm not sure in the way he was brought up because you see Zoe at one point is like, I thought he would be one of those vampire movie star stereotypes, you know, tall, dark and handsome like Vin Diesel.
0: <laughs> Which made me laugh for a good five minutes. But
1: there's a couple of other uh characters that are listed as vampires actually it's part of stevie ray's background because she's really into country music she wants to be a country star she's taken intro to music i suppose but uh the three vampire celebrities that are especially featured are uh kenny chesney faith hill and shania twain
0: you also forgot garth brooks the biggest vampire of them all yes
1: apparently a huge vampire i I, (laughs) I haven't seen his face tattoo his crescent mark yeah so this kind of makes me imagine like this sort of uh coven of hillbilly liches <laughs> yeah. that are like writing country music hillbilly
0: lich bards hillbilly yeah i lich don't bards. know
1: <laughs> um this is gonna come up in our D campaign later yeah past.
0: yeah it will um i have to so all right so my, my next note is pretty great so
1: we're in we're introducing the friends here so we got stevie ray uh, the roommate
0: all right stevie ray fine whatever go, shawnee go the black girl uh,
1: and then damien her, the token gay
0: damien the token gay and then shawnee's twin who's white but they're like the identical, they're identical in personality. They're not really
1: twins. They just yeah. call each other twins in a cutesy teenage girl man. Yeah, because they,
0: they say the same things at the same time. They both love shoes. They both wear the same stuff. But yeah.
1: she's black and the other one's white. What white. is Zany really living? This book is garbage. I, this book is completely crackless. <laughs> I cannot stand it, Paris. <laughs> wait, I cannot wait, wait, stand it. Wait, wait,
0: wait. Wait. All right, so I have a couple things to think about before we continue. I mean, to speak about. Um, so <laughs> I have a note.
1: For- We're halfway through the book, by the way. This is like 150 pages of 300 for, pages.
0: No, I have. So, for page 106 Nervous Diarrhea?
1: Yeah, Nervous Diarrhea. <laughs> Zoe has some stomach problems. Okay. To
0: write she writes about this like it's normal. Do any of you have diarrhea when you're nervous because i've I never stomach problems
1: when I, i've heard plenty of people that get nervous really? it's, it's a thing I, I, that's I, not just a vampire thing okay I I, I, I
0: I thought this was just an out of touch with reality no, weird no, things no, no, i've no, never no. heard of it i'm, I'm um,
1: surprised you've never experienced the fear shits or, like <laughs>
0: no what the fuck
1: every time <laughs> before i have to play a show i have to pee at least 10 times and at least take a dump once just to clear the whole thing really
0: because before i play i mean i make sure i pee but usually i'm downing a beer real quick before I we just, go on, you know, that's you want to
1: make sure you're you're feeling clean and and unloaded up there. That's true. You know, you don't want
0: to be like uh, the chick from Arch Enemy who shot her tampon out when she was screaming. That too hard. is.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Hey, you're briefly, really going for it, man. Yeah, you're yeah. at a death metal show. You better go hard.
0: Yeah, true. No, I mean, yeah. I guess that means you're just using so, your hey, diaphragm. let's go correctly. over the rest of these anyway, characters here. Um,
1: <sighs> we, we went over them, Shawnee. Yeah, whatever. Fuck them. Um,
0: <laughs> can we also talk about how? They're side characters, of... they're
1: barely fleshed out at all. They're no, they're, they're good at this. they're fine, I suppose, in that they're we barely talk to them, so there's not enough well, time to like really. Get... I mean,
0: here's the other thing to consider, like Chris said, this all takes place over the span of what, like six days tops? Yeah, like a week tops? Yeah. So everything is really one dimensional because you're just going through a couple of days, which doesn't excuse it at all, but <coughs> excuse me. But um I mean that certainly explains part of it. I want to talk about all these fucking made up words and misspellings because I cannot take it anymore. Let's hear some of them. Brunette?
1: Well that's not a made up spelled word but it's a made up spelling. B
0: R U N E T. Yep. Um the Okay, so
1: nuh uh is another one spelled N U space U H.
0: So Nu? Nu? Um, also, the way that they think cats meow is really strange.
1: Yeah, maybe that specific cat. By the way, cats are a big part of vampire culture. Yeah, and they choose you. Of they, you don't choose the cat. The cat reverse chooses.
0: Pokemon. Yeah, um <laughs> Anyway, uh, so what were the, okay, so ginormous is used, which I understand. I think that has That's, that actually yeah. become a word. I think it has. It, yeah. Um, but then they use ginormic, which is not a word. Then the piece de resistance, Jai Hugik. That so wasn't
1: like Geheigik or something? You g- haven't.
0: I- I'm pretty sh- fucking. It's I- Geheigik. G- g- no. g-
1: it's it's <sighs> Swedish.
0: That doesn't even sound Swedish. I went Swedish. to the
1: Geheigik for lunch.
0: What does that even mean?
1: I don't know. I don't speak Swedish.
0: I know, because <laughs> that would never be. Gik just means went in Norwegian. All right, well. I don't know about <laughs> Swedish, but.
1: Trying to make a joke there. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, nope.
1: Alright, well let's how about this? We got. we established a friend group here. This Aphrodite. She has her squad of uh underlings who are like Ainyo, Dino. Dino or something, these are all uh, ladies or something, and fuck
0: it suck it, and go God, go yeah, die. I don't <laughs> fuck care. It like it oh the, God,
1: fucking suck it, twins, but yeah, yeah, they're just part of the sorority, the dark daughters or whatever right. and,
0: and we, sons and dark it's sons. it's not
1: yeah, it's just it's not even anything. they just go out and do nothing, basically, some yeah. sort of in group for the sake of so being like a in- sorority exactly I, like I a guess, sorority. yeah, I suppose right. but let's get how about this to the classes, um oh. Zoe of course, has to take vampire coursework here. Which occurs at night, I believe it starts at eight p.m yeah and gets out at three a.m I believe yeah um her, uh, Zoe's course load here let's go through this here it's uh first class first hour vampire sociology 101 yep which which as soon as I read that I burst out laughing <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> because yeah. that's
1: just a hilarious concept to me yeah. uh, she has her choice for second hour of like intro to music intro to sketching or intro to drama. Not intro to vampire music or anything, although I suppose vampire music is regular people music, yeah. Kenny Chesney and everything yeah then we have um I forget what is after that I believe fencing
0: right comes she takes after that fencing she takes equestrian uh, yeah uh, equestrian intro to
1: equestrian studies i why was this be part of the vampire curriculum? I don't know. Uh, the fencing, I suppose, just to be really cool in 18th century or something. Yeah. Uh, by the way, special note: the professor of fencing, his name is Dragon.
0: Yep. Dragon
1: Langford. You know, at, Professor Dragon. Early,
0: early on in the book, I was like, "Man, this is turning into like fantasy kitchen sink." All they need are dragons. And then I read that and was professor like, Dragon. "Well, Professor done. Dragon, the fencing instructor, you've completed the circle." Professor
1: Dragon, the vampire fencing instructor <laughs> at the vampire Hogwarts. Yep. I can't, I yep. this it I can't stand this book.
0: Um so in Vampire Sociology, they talk about how Amazons were uh vampires, how they were all vampires and how uh they they perpetuate that whole myth where Amazons cut off their their uh, right breasts. Uh, that's not true. Stop perpetuating dumb bullshit. And then I don't I didn't have I didn't have the time to look up the whole forearm handshake and bowing. I don't ever remember discussing that when i apparently took the vampires take views from
1: supposedly amazonian uh, society or because something. they were
0: vampires as well and
1: the, yeah of oh, that and they're, that they're very matriarchal or something right. even though apparently the male vampires were still considered the protectors and the fighters of, yeah. of the vampire I system i hear i suppose so yeah. i I guess that that could be fine in a matriarchal society too. that does doesn't preclude that from happening. But no,
0: but it is a little But the gender
1: roles are pretty clearly set out automatically. So I don't understand like it's just because right. there's a vampire high priestess or something, or it's the goddess Nix is that it's matriarchal. Well, it's
0: matriarchal. matriarchal just means that um the society is governed and organized by women. Um Obviously, it doesn't we necessarily... don't really see
1: vampire society outside of the school. No. So because
0: because they're all broken up into these houses of night throughout. But that's the, world, ju- the houses
1: of night are just the schools, right?
0: I guess. Like,
1: where do the adult vampires live? Where do they go? I don't know.
0: I know Neferet lives in the temple of Nyx, but I don't doesn't know. Kenny Chesney was... have to go
1: on tour or something?
0: Yeah, I
1: maybe adult vampires don't have to be at the house of night or something. No,
0: they don't. I'm uh, pretty sure okay. they make that clear. Well, but...
1: I, I don't know, but it I I don't know.
0: It's dumb. Oh, also Shakespeare was a vampire. Yeah, Shakespeare was a vampire. Oh, and he was ancient, even though Shakespeare only existed several centuries ago. By the way, I don't, you ago. didn't see
1: this, but there was a video on the site of like someone sh- reciting a Shakespeare poem as a portrait of Shakespeare zoomed out <laughs> and a mark appeared on his forehead, oh, one my of these God. horrible face tattoos. Wait,
0: what Shakespeare poem was it?
1: It was some sonnet. I don't know. I don't remember.
0: <sighs> he has so many sonnets, you can't just... Anyway. I, well, I don't remember. Oh, you know, what? you know what? I will say, the single thing I liked about this book, it opened with... Hesiod poem. And then they also referenced um She Walks in Beauty, yep. which is one of my favorite Lord Byron poems and I was like, "Oh wow, I found a thing I like in here." I'm going mean, to treasure the this. The author must have read fucking... something before. Yeah, At it was just point. it was just like a morsel of sanity that I clung yeah, but to. It's just like
1: a cheap Like Look how literary I yeah, am. I feel yeah. like it's it's really just cheap and and I I don't think it lends any sort of credibility or any, anything to this. Book. No, like, I'm just saying that it was it, not it was, one second it was my book.
0: it was my tiny life preserver during the sinking of the Titanic that was reading this book.
1: Yeah, all right. So we got vampire classes. Zoe goes to these and like it's pretty it glosses over this. Dude, two hundred pages is
0: just like, I went to vampire class, blah, blah, blah. Like, the, that's yeah, it's like two
1: thirds of this book is just her going to vampire class and meeting some friends in standard high school drama where she's catty with Aphrodite.
0: Oh, also, can we talk about how Hollywood and Broadway are somehow interested in an Oklahoma high school's production of West Side Story?
1: Yeah, you see, Eric Knight is a... (laughs) award-winning world-renowned shakespeare reciter of some kind yeah he's a really he good actor goes on cue into things that he's memorized or yeah. something like that which is why he's so cute and alluring by the way mm. he looks like superman paris did you know that he looks like superman he's got a curl in his hair like superman he looks like superman yeah he superman <laughs> superman superman
0: yeah she goes on about that at length um he looks
1: like clark kent with his cute curl and his, how he's superman <sighs>
0: Um because he's
1: literally a superman. You
0: right. See. Ah, uh, brilliant. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um now I want to talk about our favorite word in this whole series, Chris. What's that word?
1: Uh poopy? Yep. Yeah. Here's the thing about Zoe's character. She seems unable to say certain things. I suppose she's supposed to be a naive teenager, but she won't even say Crap at all. She says it like once in the whole book. She prefers to say poopy.
0: Also, they say fuck and stuff in this book.
1: Other characters do, yeah. for the most part, but Zoe says poopy and nasty hoe. She's fine with saying slut or blowjob. Yeah,
0: the poopy thing is
1: just like just say shit, just say shit or crap or turds.
0: It, it just doesn't. It it totally blew me away. I was <laughs> like i don't know what to do i can't even read this like there's a lot what? of mentions
1: of poopy you see because in yeah. she goes to the horse class and that's basically oh, yeah. shoveling horse shit yeah the class yeah i'm taking two credits for this are you serious Yep.
0: Yeah. oh i'm sorry i forgot one of the horrible misspellings mannequin so mannequin m-a-n-n-e-q-u-i-n typically in this book m-a-n-i-k-i-n
1: yeah, that's how it's spelled in Dark Souls. I don't see the problem.
0: That's not how it's spelled.
1: Maybe in some other places it's spelled that way. You have a lot of... You're very set in your ways with spelling. I'm so.
0: sorry. I... All right. Maybe maybe I've just learned the single spelling and I I don't know, but... It looks wrong to me, and I don't like it.
1: Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's plenty of wrong with this book that, again, spelling is the least of our worries. Oh, I and think. she
0: also, when she sees a horse, she automatically knows whether it's a mare or a stallion or a gelding. Hey, just gotta
1: look down, right? Just give it
0: a little just peek under. No. no. It's not always that easy.
1: I, I've never been around horses, Paris, so...
0: I don't know. I I mean, the horse was like galloping at her from the side. I don't know how she, she was just talking about it. oh the mare. Like, how the fuck did you know that was a mare? You can't see anything. It's her
1: vampire gift.
0: Yeah, whatever. Um, well, speaking
1: of vampire gifts, let's go on to like pretty much the last major section of this book, which is a series of rituals, which is basically the same ritual over and over and over again. Uh, there's a little bit of Avatar: The Last Airbender in here, in that <laughs> air, earth, fire, and water. And spirit is a fifth element here instead of love as it was in the actually one of the best movies, the fifth element.
0: Yeah, dude, I agree. Uh,
1: but the fifth element here is spirit. So they like you, some of these rituals involve people standing at points on a pentagram in a magic circle. Yeah, so
0: they they like shove and, Native American spirituality with, with some Wicca, Wicca and paganism and P- yeah, it's, mishmashed into yeah. sort of this
1: elemental cast uh, calling on the goddess to you know and the elements will hear me so you have to have people stand with candles at certain ends of the uh, of the pentagram yeah and a major plot point of this book is that zoe seems to have affinity for all five sections of this
0: which is which, circle, is which is unheard of which is
1: unheard of and unique or something like usually you only have oh i'm the fire person or i'm the air person yeah so
0: so this book beats you over the head with the fact that zoe is unique at every turn, she's unique in every fucking way. It, it's just yeah. Ugh. Zoe
1: is the best, and the you yep. know clearly destined for special things. Yep. Which uh, I, I don't. I don't ever like when books do this kind of no. thing where it's like I, the, the main character is the most special above all. Just just because it's never revealed why Nyx has especially blessed Zoe for any reason other than the fact that it's a Mary Sue insert character yeah. that you know. So the daughter can feel yeah. extra special. You know, and something. I
0: think that I think that there are, I mean, Fifth Element's a good example of how that happens, but it's not done in a terrible way. Um, you know, Lilu is a special character, but... <sighs> But it, she's
1: not t- doesn't automatically win at everything all the time. Exactly, She's yeah. fragile at the start. She's right. especially fragile all the time, right. which is another point of contention because Bruce Willis has to come and save her. Yeah,
0: yeah, her I know. Her. There are there are problems. I mean, we like the fulfillment, but obviously there yeah. are problems. Same thing with Blade Runner. Love Blade Runner. But yeah. There are some major issues there. Um, but Zoe is just special
1: yeah. all the time, much like vampires are just better than people. Right. They're just better. Just accept it, okay? It's a genetic just, thing. Just accept it. Yeah. They're better. They're just so, better. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, I mean, this book does create... Um, you know, a tiered hierarchy for genetics, which I think is actually quite frightening because that creates a a, a racist class system.
1: I'm sure this comes into play later in the series because I read a little further on in some of the wikis here and a little bit of a, if you want to read the rest of this series, which I don't understand who you are. Please don't. I don't know why, but you're about to get spoiled. Neferet turns out to be the major antagonist because she wants to, uh, I suppose, eradicate human
0: bodies. Yeah, I mean, and and they, that... You pick up on that real quick towards the end of the first book.
1: It's not really very subtle or anything. Even no. though Nefret is supposed to be sort of the mentor character for Zoe yeah. at first, it's very clear that she has some kind of evil intention eventually. Because Aphrodite right. has visions of some, of some kind. It was mentioned on the back, Aphrodite's special power is that she has visions.
0: Yeah, she has prophetic visions. She like
1: can predict plane crashes, even though she like gets in trouble for not telling the vampire staff about it so that the plane crash can be prevented. Uh, I I, I don't understand because if the vampire especially Neferet who is the one that is told about this is the one that eventually goes on to want to murder all humans she is the one that goes and calls the airport to tell him to check the plane or something that was only
0: one time I think that she is the one keeping Aphrodite from reporting her but she's telling her to keep them to herself. That's why Aphrodite is so distraught about it. Oh, I, I think I think maybe that one was just a, oh, look how awful she is to keep them, you know, to try to pull the wool over everyone's eyes. I suppose. Yeah. W-
1: but th- again, w- let's get back to these That's rituals. That's about the
0: craftiest thing that happens. Yeah. In this let's get back to these
1: rituals. So there's like first an initiation ritual for Zoe to get into the Dark Daughters before the second ritual where she actually hangs out with the Soror. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm going to let you explain this since well, this is your specialty.
1: Well, that's the second ritual that we're going to get. The first ritual is just an air, fire, water casting thing that Neferet leads. And, of course, Eric Knight shows up at. <laughs> of course. He's part of this thing. And she's officially initiated because of her special extra cool fledgling status with a filled in mark or whatever. Um, so she's initiated into the sorority, but then there's like a second thing where Aphrodite, who is the actual leader of the Dark Daughters, has to personally invite her. So there's this ritual where they're all meeting in a forest or something, which Aphrodite is organizing. You have to come in your nice black dress that she gives Zoe. Um, when Zoe arrives, she smells some pungent spices in the air that are described as bitter and then naughty. And then she realizes that they're lighting marijuana as incense,
0: with like a bunch of sage and she's mixing it with else. other spices. Yeah.
1: Okay, for anyone who hasn't smoked weed before, which, uh, of course, I haven't. It's so illegal, as this book mentions. I can't believe they're smoke using illegal marijuana as their incense. Those potheads. A lot of judgmentalism towards potheads and stoners in general. Yeah, towards
0: anyone point. that drinks or smokes weed at all or smokes at, at all. all. Yeah. Potheads
1: are just straight up losers. Even though these vampires. Maybe this is how vampires use weed because they don't smoke it. They put it in an incense thing and just burn it.
0: No, but it doesn't affect anyone.
1: Well, it, Zoe gets woozy or something from walking yeah, around. I, think I know hotboxing just... is a thing, but like it, I don't. Really it was in a it,
0: giant open area. Yeah, you're not hotboxing
1: shit over no. here. Also, weed doesn't burn super evenly. I suppose the other spices would help with that. But that's just like a waste of weed because it's going to burn quick. Whatever weed you have in there. And it's – so you have to have a shitload in there for it to be burning constantly enough for this sort of pungent aroma to fill the room or whatever.
0: Right. Also,
1: she describes it as bitter. I don't know if I mentioned that a second ago. But weed isn't bitter smelling. Some of it might be. Some strange. I mean,
0: I hate the smell of weed. I would never describe
1: it as bitter. I'm
0: probably not going to weigh in on this because, yeah, I hate the smell of weed. I don't smoke. So whatever. It's it's not bitter. It's, well, it can be kind of vampires can't I, even yeah. smoke
1: weed right apparently that's the one thing humans can do better than vampires is to me
0: it's more tangy smelling
1: smoke weed correctly because these people are just i, I don't know who they're buying it from they're uh. vampire deals and they're just wasting it
0: no you know what this is this is just a tulsa mom that's never been near weed and doesn't know what the fuck it is or how it works the I, author maybe saying. that's I, all I mean, that's probably had is. to
1: smoke a few to come up with the rest of this series or something no
0: but. no no um all right, so, yeah, so there's, there's another ritual rituals. where they yeah, – yeah, there's
1: another ritual where they ha- – like this time they're drinking the blood of a fledgling. I suppose vampires drink the blood of other vampires. Why do vampires have blood? I, I know this is like not the normal kind of vampire, but I, why would you drink another vampire's blood for sustenance? Don't they have the same issue? Aren't you, aren't you not getting what you need out well, of it?
0: Well, the here's the thing. So the way this fledgling bullshit works – so it takes a couple of years for them to complete the change into –
1: we're going so, real long on this. I hope you know. By oh, the way, oh no, yeah. how long is this? We're, I don't know, but we're oh, going man. real long.
0: Sorry, everyone. Um. Anyway, we're wrapping it up. So, it takes them several years to complete the change. I think it's about four years. Yeah, it's a high school um, length period of time. Yeah, so it's about four years for them to complete it. Um, and at the beginning, when they first change into a fledgling, they um, they don't seem to. They don't have any bloodlust. In fact, they don't have bloodlust until their third or fourth year. Um. So except for Zoe,
1: who's special yeah, and you so know special. experiences a rush of pleasure and passion every time she sees or drinks or tastes anyone's blood, she gets a little nip at Eric Knight's. I think <laughs> at some point when Heath and Kayla shows up, she no, kinda, she gets
0: a nip at Heath's blood. Oh, Heath's blood, I suppose. Yeah. But
1: uh, she is uh, she entrances Heath a little bit and imprints on him. Imprinting is another thing in this series. It was a thing in Twilight too, although oh, yeah. in this series it's just kind of like becoming a vampire's thrall. Whereas in Twilight, it's like, hey, that's a real sexy baby you got there. (laughs) That's right. Which is actually a plot point in Twilight. uh, I've never
0: I don't think we're going to read that because this was too much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But so imprinting is like a theme, I suppose. It's it's, it's just another love at first sight thing. Yeah. Which is such horseshit because, again, it glosses over the fact that relationships aren't work. They're instant.
0: Oh, yeah. And so I have a note here that says dude is forward as fuck. He's known her for less than one day when eric knight is like hey i really like you like i'm gonna i don't know It's for what, no reason he yeah, just saw yeah, her it's really weird maybe from
1: mark i suppose but even then it's kind of a shallow reason I suppose, yeah so. he doesn't dumb. know zoe at all no nope. they have a couple of conversations at, at like, like the cafeteria the vampire too. cafeteria which by the way vampires eat normal food or at least the fledglings oh, hey, do
0: oh, hey, and guess what they try to keep all the junk food out except coca-cola and pretzels brown pop Okay, They have to refer the to constant, it as
1: brown pop. The
0: constant use of brown pop and poopy which sounds like a fart to me, had honestly. me thinking I have a little brown yeah, pop. It, it just had me thinking they were drinking shit soda the whole time. Yeah, I don't know just carbonated shit. Um, but yeah, so they talk about how the adult vampires try to keep them healthy and yet the food they reference is never healthy. It's really weird like they talk she has about a
1: salad at one point. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but they talk about, <clears throat> I'm sorry, eating pretzels and drinking pop all the time. And there were some other junk foods mentioned. Um, oh, <laughs> the other thing I really liked about, um, well, the other stupid thing I really liked about this was generic sandwich.
1: Yeah. Just, <laughs> Did it was, you like It was never that? like a really described sandwich. It was just sandwich. A
0: sandwich. Just all the time. A sandwich. People were just eating. A sandwich.
1: Maybe I'm so used to George R.R. Martin lovingly describing every <laughs> piece of food ever put on a table. I ever. think
0: well, – I'm no, a little spoiled think, by
1: him, but like you can't give me a little bit of like grease running down the chin or you a You can't give here me a
0: BLT, yeah. a grilled cheese. <laughs> <Just> some <laughs> like, generic
1: sandwich. That, how
0: hard is it? That's the thing. Like when authors don't put the small details in, it means they don't care and it doesn't give you that color. She's I know not really
1: I'm, painting any pictures here. No it's it, the book is we're we're most of the way through the book now and all yeah. that's happened is a couple of rituals and some vampire classes
0: yeah oh and For the, rest of the making book, out that's it, and slut shaming yeah,
1: yeah slut shaming and yeah. making out once or twice with a boy yeah. and a hallway blowjob yeah the hallway oh, blowjob you, was the most erotic part of this whole thing oh and if you have even though this whole book was about as erotic as a funeral
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know they get so, they get pretty hot and heavy at some points um as hot and heavy as like really? a book Do you for twelve year olds. Feel something good. move here? <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't worry, I was in that casket at that funeral along with you. Okay, but yeah, no. I'm saying that like I can see maybe an eleven year old being like, "Oh my god, they made out, and her blood was racing, and she felt his pulse, and oh my god." She's talking about blowjobs. Yeah.
1: Also, another yeah. hilarious point that the word <laughs> "clit" is in this book. I was it, just saying, yeah, it, it's when a piercing, the character mouths it because, like, she, some other girl got a piercing, so she's calling her a slut for it.
0: I'm also confused as to how a girl under eighteen could get a clit piercing in Oklahoma because that seems someone did
1: it for her, but she's instantly a slut for it. Uh, whatever. I, yeah, I don't get. It. So, yeah, back to these rituals because we're getting to the end here. There's like a couple more rituals. There's one where uh, Zoe gets her cliche crew together yeah or, you know the token gay friend the token black friend uh Oaky twang southerner and Aaron, the white twin of the black friend to cast uh, another circle to i guess get guidance from nicks or something yeah yeah like that maybe it had something oh, to do with like getting rid of the, the zombies that show up of the two fledglings that died two fledglings die and they show up as zombies yeah. that elliot kid who got used as a what they call a refrigerator for the the earlier blood drinker ritual, which, by the way, Zoe's apparently like freaked out about drinking blood.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. It's like, you know, you're a vampire. Vampires are a thing in this world. Aphrodite
1: tries to pull one over on her by getting her to drink Elliot's blood.
0: Thinking that she'll be grossed out by it, but she's like super into it.
1: Zoe is grossed out by it a little bit after the fact. But like, why is that a way to get one over on <sighs> Zoe?
0: Yeah. And why is uh, I don't know. And why is it even surprising that you'd want to drink blood if you're a vampire? Yeah, so I don't. It we have our make third
1: sense. ritual, which is yeah. another elemental casting here, and then finally we get to the climax of the book, basically, which is the dark daughters and the dark sons. Which the only one of note really is Eric
0: Knight. Yep.
1: So you go out to like have it's a, Sam Hain. It's Sam Hain. Um, Glenn Danzig's in town with his band. Yep. And he's uh, you know, yeah. doing all the hits. He's even doing some of the misfits.
0: Yeah, they're outside the wall singing Doing Skulls in, and I
1: we are one thirty eight. That's my best danzing. Her black wings. All yeah. right. It's oh.
0: <laughs>
1: my best dancing I'm not gonna go further than all that. All right. But they're all sneaking out for their final ritual, which because the, you know, the spirits are especially uh, the veil tonight. between
0: the worlds is thinnest, I, I think is the is the phrase. Yeah, yeah that's things. the
1: usual malarkey that we pull for this. So they right. go out and um Zoe's trying to like finally pull one over on Aphrodite because she wants to kick her out as the leader of the Dark Daughters because Zoe's been initiated into this group, but she now wants to sort of usurp. Aphrodite because yeah, she man. considers it's Aphrodite a, a bully coup. it's or, a teenage she considers Aphrodite a bully even though once again Zoe is just as bad at least internally she's maybe never outwardly mean but except still to, horrible except, on the inside
0: except to Aphrodite she's really mean
1: she's really catty and that's like the, the major like sort of witty or like plot point of this book is her like being catty towards Aphrodite yeah that's basically this has been happening at this point in the book and now they're about to go out and Zoe's about to have her final moment so she has her friends sort of stay back while she goes out to handle this, right, and aphrodite get they go to this gazebo outside of a museum or something,
0: yeah, they never explain the significance of the museum. I don't know it, why it just it a was a, it was
1: a location that's probably actually in Tulsa that the author could describe, even though she doesn't describe it that well,
0: oh no, 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 no. I'm saying. I wonder why it was so important for them, like why that gazebo was a place for them. The to only cast gazebo their spell. that they
1: knew in town for casting Samhain rituals or something.
0: Yeah. No. So, so anyway, they, they summon some some ghosts, ghosts or
1: something that have uh, some bloodlust. They they've been in the land of the dead, but they still use sacrifice some blood to the ghosts once in a while. And uh, they have uh, someone in a hood, which later turns out to actually be Stevie Ray kind of in hiding. And
0: then some other person. I thought he was in a hood, too, but I guess yeah, not. Will,
1: she's like willingly letting herself be the, the refrigerator of blood for these vampires. So
0: she could figure out what the ritual was so all the friends could help. Yeah. Uh, Zoe.
1: In the end, because Zoe is now she has to uh, the ghost could get a little out of control, I suppose. I forget why. I think, uh, like,
0: so what happens they is they notice
1: Heath who comes in once again because right. he, he has become infatuated. He's imprinted with Zoe so he's come to find her and as soon as she's outside of the school walls of course he finds her in this gazebo Mm -hmm. somehow i suppose the vampire imprinting has something to do with that yeah and so he comes in and the spirits notice like the living person that they would rather feast on or something so aphrodite starts losing control of the ritual
0: well yeah i'll explain why so she casts this circle and there's some talk about how she's touching herself
1: Oh yeah. everybody um, so does a lot of like breast grabbing and crotch well, rubbing. Well
0: yeah, in this because I think she's I think she's already getting possessed by the spirits and out of control. Um of course of course Zoe. In a horny way. Yeah, of course, Zoe's Zoe's reaction. I know when, is, when I'm possessed loose, by a look.
1: poltergeist, I get real chub. Yeah,
0: I yeah, I guess. Uh so anyway.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna throw some chairs around and fuck tonight. And fuck that chair. Yeah, fuck
0: no, that chair. No, I'm gonna fuck
1: um, <laughs> somewhere on the chair. Come on, Paris.
0: Um <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so essentially the reason the spirits that get summoned are evil is because they didn't burn sage before they burned sweet grass. Oh, my God.
1: How could you not know? Yeah, I
0: don't know. I, the book says that sweet grass, sorry, uh, sweet grass will summon energy, but um, unless, unless indeterminate you, unless, unless you, you burn sage. Unless you with first.
1: sage to make sure it's only positive. Yes, energy, because
0: sage cleanses. Um, or, or something like I that. I guess. So, so Zoe manages to.
1: Up basically chase the ghost away by casting yet the same circle ritual which i suppose yeah. is multi-purposeful it's really useful that you have this one ritual yeah. of calling on the earth the prayers are different i suppose so you just have to say a slightly different prayer but it's the same thing stand the five points yeah someone casts and in, invokes the earth fire air water spirit spirit with by your powers combined i am captain planet or, <laughs> or something like that <laughs>
0: I wish I fucking loved Captain I would, if Planet. If Captain
1: Planet showed up and just uh. punched all these bitches in the face, I would be I would be hooked on this series. Yeah, if, if I if I just heard
0: heart, <laughs> yes.
1: well, spirit, spirit, yeah. and heart, same thing, right? Yeah. So it it actually this is Captain Planet, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I just figured it out. It's Captain Fucking Planet. Maybe I have to read the rest of the series now if Captain solution no. comes in. No. So yeah, it's the final ritual. Zoe wraps it up. And for some reason, Aphrodite doing this is enough for her to get kicked out as head... Like, yeah, because
0: she fucked up and almost got a bunch of them killed. Because Eric... Eric Knight got a little bit injured during yeah. this. And
1: Neferet pops up, the, the evil headmaster. Because, of
0: course, she was there... To make sure the ritual went well, but or whatever. she never
1: stepped in until the very end or yeah. anything. So she's just watching this, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, she just wanted like, to see, I how, want to they see did. how they handle this, yeah. and then be uh, hand out punishments.
0: Right. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. One random thing. I'm sorry. I got to jump back in time a little bit here. So this book had something in common with our last book, The Overton Window. Which is dumbass Star Wars reference.
1: Oh yeah, there's like a yeah. whole thing about how Eric
0: knight yep. is
1: such a nerd yeah. because he watches star wars he's a dork you i can't believe like what yeah. such a basement well or neck beard i can't believe <laughs> you would watch star wars yeah. what do you mean billions of people have seen that series yeah. only nerds and dorks would watch it it's it's heinous
0: i don't know if billions of people have seen it but yeah
1: it's very popular star wars is so yeah
0: it, it cool. is extremely popular but yeah, there, there was like this weird discussion about Star Wars, and I think they quoted a little bit. So strange that that was also in the Overton window. It's,
1: it's the go-to nerd thing for people that, yeah. I guess, have never had contact with any sort of geek culture, which is very hard to do nowadays, I have to say. Yeah. It's basically mainstream, which kind of pains me whenever these books are like, oh, I'm such a nerd. I yeah. watch Star Wars. Like, no, yeah. you're not. It's anyway, this ritual happens. The end the end uh, <laughs> that's, that's the book
0: yeah well yeah it ends with um, essentially setting up the whole Neferet becoming evil and Aphrodite being used and all the kids being used by Neferet et al I guess um, yeah. to create zombie vampires
1: yeah Um. that's the end of the book though that's yeah. really it's a couple mercifully, of rituals mercifully
0: that was the end of the book
1: A couple of rituals four or five yeah some vampire classes and boys and shopping.
0: Uh,
1: Blowjobs and poop. Don't forget. Blowjobs and poopy. <sighs> Paris. You can't even say poop, no, okay? No, I can't. You I can't, can't even it. say that. So, uh, what, what are your thoughts here? Uh, I don't know. We've jumped into the deep end with Terrible yeah, Book Club the, uh, the now. Next... The Overton window was was delightful in comparison.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is... Oh, by the way, New York Times bestseller list, this the, book.
1: This series has sold 20 million copies. <sighs> In fact, while we're at it, why don't we read some five-star reviews on Amazon? Oh, yeah. from yep. fans of this series for you. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Bring and it, make on, sure home. That Bring it I'm on home. Bring it on home, Chris. And aiming in, into the mic, so hopefully y'all can hear me. Excuse me while I adjust the microphone a little bit. That's probably gonna be a little bit loud. But here's a sample for you. I haven't read the Paris hasn't read these yet, so we'll get her natural reaction to these things. Oh God. Uh, for the original review, please visit markedbybooks.blogspot.com. Some people are childish enough to say that vampires are overrated. I am mature enough to say that that is not the case. The stereotypical take on vampires is what's overrated, but when you have an original and talented author such as PC and Kirsten Cast, vampires never go out of style. And with their series, House of Night, we see this view firsthand. I had the pleasure of reading Marked a few years ago, and by the end of the first chapter, I was hooked. The series is about a teen. Blah blah blah. We get a lot of these reviews. were basically just summarizing the plot. Five stars, by the way. So there's a lot of, there's yeah. the summarizing the plot chapter. Okay. Uh, this new take on vampires is refreshing, to say the least, because it doesn't involve murder and midnight excursions to hunt humans. I'm sorry. I'm survival, sorry. I'm sorry. Which is the very end of this One fucking second. book.
0: One second. One second. Yeah. There's definitely. Um. There's definitely possibly murder going on, and there is a midnight excursion. Where they plan on murdering a human at the end of the book. Yes,
1: throughout the series there is murder and blood drinking, but not in the sense of Bram Stoker. Yes, I am a Dracula fan as well. I am a nerd. I admit it. (sighs) Continuing, the book is even written in first person through the eyes of the protagonist herself, Zoe Redbird.
0: Because that's so new and different. No book ever does that.
1: (laughs) Now, like my partner, this is the first book review I have written, so cut me some slack if it isn't as interesting as you would have liked. However, I do have experiences when it comes to reading and writing, so stick with me here and I will do my best to fulfill your needs. Bookwise, that is.
0: That was weird. All right, how about um, another one?
1: How about another one? I, yeah. I actually like, I'm, I'm mature enough to realize yeah. that vampires aren't overrated. You're childish if you think that this shit isn't played out at all. Fuck. All right, second one. This book is better than Twilight. I am now obsessed with this book and I'm dying to read the next. I can't believe that some of the reviews say they hated it. And for all the moms that are concerned about the language, I am 12 years old and haven't said a cuss word once.
0: (laughs) That's my favorite. That's my favorite review. I recommend this
1: book to all. I have read so many books in my life, but this one is the best by a mile. I am obsessed with reading and I want to become an author one day. Please read this book. It is the best. Remember, I am 12, so don't worry about the language.
0: Okay, not sure if actually 12 or troll.
1: By the spelling alone, that's a 12-year-old. And finally, my favorite five-star review.
0: Oh, you read this. Gift. What?
1: Gift. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Gift. Five
0: stars. (laughs) Like they got it as a gift? Or it is a gift? Or you should give it as a gift? Gift. Gift. Just
1: gift. Period.
0: All right, so... um, That's the end of this story. This was a miserable experience. Please do not read this book.
1: Hot pile of garbage. (laughs) Completely yeah. despicable, a disservice to women and I suppose vampires even at large, if you are yeah, women, yeah. you should be very offended by this book.
0: And, it, you know, honestly, a disservice to teenage girls, to teenage boys even. if To if readers. Yeah, to readers, to authors, people to the with, world.
1: People with an imagination or to eyes to read this.
0: <laughs> yeah, to the world.
1: All sorts of the... To, to weed smokers that know how to smoke weed yeah. properly. People
0: with ears to hear the audiobook, man. This uh, is just
1: yeah, I would thoroughly recommend not reading this book, but going onto the website. Yes, please House go to the of website. Night series or HouseofNightBooks.com. dot com. Figure out your fucking self. You have a Google. I am done putting effort into this book,
0: <sighs> yeah. all right. And with that, this concludes the second episode of Terrible Book Home.